Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I am here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have people shared some of the scandals that happened when they were in high school. Okay. These are great. I grew up in a rural area, and when I was in ninth grade, the school hired a new, handsome, young, cool English teacher. Half of the girls in my class had a crush on him, and all the boys wanted to be him. Everyone loved his class, and students even tried to hang out with him between classes. Well, halfway through the year, we showed up to his class, and there was a sub there. Then the sub was there the next day, and the next, until finally telling us that our teacher was out sick indefinitely. We were all devastated and so worried for him until someone I knew asked their grandma, who was on the school board, about him and got the story. Apparently, he had been teaching in the district's night school for teen moms, kids kicked out of regular school, etc., and he ran away with one of the students the day after she turned 18, and it was the superintendent's daughter. Oh, shit. (laughs) Could you imagine? Damn. How did it say how old he was? It doesn't. It just said oh. a young a oh. young teacher. Next one, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school and our principal, a nun, ran off with the principal of our local all-boys Catholic school who was a priest. It was kept hush-hush, though we all knew, and we were forbidden to talk about it. In fact, if we ever mentioned it, we had to do we had to do justice under God as punishment, which was weeding the quad, cleaning out storage closets, and erasing marks left in textbooks. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> a nun and a priest ran off together? <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. <laughs> Next one, all the guys in the top 10% of, of the grade above me used the library printer to make counterfeit bills and use them in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> Even the valedictorian who got kicked out and lost all of his scholarships. Oh, no. Holy shit. Shit. <laughs> there was a female student basketball player in our school who was emancipated from her family in high school and adopted by her coach's family. There were some whispers about it, but nothing could be really truly verified. Well, later on, the coach and his wife got divorced, and the athlete continued living with him. Then, she officially graduated high school, and she and the coach got married two months later. He went from her coach to her dad to her husband within the school year. Oh my gosh, no. That's bad. (laughs) During my freshman year, the senior science teacher was arrested for killing someone in a church parking lot. Holy shit. We must have lived in the, or had the most boring school ever. Yeah, definitely. Next one. Shortly after she turned 18, it was discovered that a classmate of mine was pregnant. It was super scandalous for a rural small town high school until it came out that the father was her best friend's dad. (gasps) Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Next one, one of the high school English teachers faked a high-risk pregnancy uh, specifically so she could take off one day a week for quote-unquote doctor's appointments, and so the principal and security guards would drive her around campus on a golf cart. 
The administrators started to get suspicious that she wasn't showing after four and a half months and refused to submit any documentation from a doctor. When the principal finally told her she'd have to submit some kind of documentation or they would be or they wouldn't be able to provide additional days off for, or maternity leave, she submitted a one-sentence letter. The handwriting looks suspiciously similar to her own, so the school followed up with the doctor listed. Turns out the only doctor in our state with that name was a podiatrist, and they'd never heard of her. <laughs> the worst part is that the principal was undergoing cancer treatment at the time, so she was scamming someone who was actually sick. Oh my gosh. What an asshole. Why do people think they can get away with shit like I don't that? No, like I mean I could see they just obviously don't think long term. <laughs> so because it works for a while, but Yeah, but then you fuck everything up and then you don't have a job at all. Exactly. Oh my god. Uh Ken at our school put weed in Rice Krispie treats for the school bake sale. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't know what he was doing, so he literally put the buds in the treats, and kids bought them and got sick. Oh. He got caught pretty quick, since it was so obvious. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know, everyone asked him, what is, what's the grass in your Rice Krispie treats? <laughs> uh, we had a teacher who was arrested for flashing in a Walmart. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, nearly a decade after graduate, I graduated from my Catholic high school, our school's chaplain was accused of sexual assault. I was shocked as I never thought a priest I knew would be charged with that. He was found guilty but committed suicide before his sentence. Ugh. Awful. One of our middle school social studies teachers was fired after he embezzled money from the school. He collected permission slips and money for field trips and never gave the money back. <laughs> oh my god. There were step-siblings at my school who had been dating since their parents got married. Apparently, the, the parents told them that they can, could continue to date, but they couldn't hook up at home. Well, unfortunately, other students found out about that and accused them of incest and mercilessly bullied them. Their parents were forced to withdraw them from school for their own safety. I only found out about this because there was an article about it in Seventeen magazine. Okay. <laughs> That would be a weird situation. If you were dating somebody and then all of a sudden your parents yeah. got married, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. That's they're not related. Yeah. Even when even with the the parents being married, they're still not related. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It is weird and Yeah, that's I mean, it yeah, that's It's a not fine it's line. not incest. No, it's, it's not. It's not even close. No. So Yeah, I don't that's know. that's that's a fine line. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a very strange situation. Yeah. Uh, we had a girl at our school steal chemicals that amounted to a laxative from the chemistry class. She put them in a teacher's coffee. The teacher got violently ill and the girl got arrested. She fought the cops who were arresting her, kicking and spitting on them, and she even bit one. So she ended up arrested for poisoning the teacher and resisting arrest. Wow. I wonder what her problem was. Crazy. When I was a junior, our AV teacher. I think that's uh, something to do with, um, tech, is it technology or? Oh, a, I don't know. Anyway, uh, who was married at the time, had an affair with one of the students who was the babysitter for his three kids. 
His wife was also pregnant with their fourth child at the time, and she was skeptical about his relationship with the student, so she hired a private investigator and found out about their affair that way. She then kicked him out of the house, and while word did get around, most of us thought it was just a rumor, until he chaperoned our prom and rented a hotel room there for him and the student to share. That's disgusting. Yeah. What the hell is is wrong with these dudes? I don't know. These are children. Seriously. Leave them the fuck alone. People are disgusting. Uh, This time, the school investigated, and as they were prepared to arrest him for his illegal relationship with a minor, he ran. No one, even his wife, could find him until a few days later. He was arrested, bailed out, and never allowed to teach again. He then divorced his wife and married the student. They now have a child together. Gross. I just... (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't get it either. It's... It's the way people think. They don't think like us. Because I see, I see, like, mid-twenties, and I'm like, oh, they're just kids. They're just they kids. are. They're... Literally. I mean, obviously, it's a matter of perception. You know. Yeah. I'm 50 now, so obviously, anyone under probably 30 yeah, is, gonna, is like a child to me. Yeah, You know? Same. And I don't know. I just... Yeah, I don't get it. It's gross. It is. It's It's gross. gross. Uh, Next one, a girl died of hypothermia in our school parking lot one night, and since the drama kids were known for pranking the school with a mannequin, everyone assumed that's what it was, and they walked right past her dead body. Oh my gosh. It wasn't until the janitor went to collect the mannequin that she was discovered. Apparently, the night before, she had gotten drunk and tried to drive home, but she crashed into a lamp pole. She managed to get out of the car and go back go to the back door of the gymnasium for shelter but because it got so cold at night she succumbed to hypothermia that's horrible that is horrible yeah don't drink guys <laughs> when i was a junior at my catholic school we were all called into the auditorium one day apparently a pair of sophomores had decided to make their own porn or at very least, someone filmed two sophomores having sex. It was a huge deal since minors were involved, and the FBI got involved to figure out who made the tape. As far as I know, they never figured it out. It was probably them. They probably, probably. did it. <laughs> at my school, one of the deans physically assaulted a student, and the student fought back. The dean ended up losing an eye and never came back to school. Oh, my God. Well, I guess you should keep your hands to your fucking self then. (laughs) And that's another thing. Just because you're older, you think you can do whatever? No. Well, obviously he learned his lesson. Yeah, he definitely learned. (laughs) Uh, Our school hired a new French teacher a month into the school year. He really knew his stuff, and some of the immature boys who were used to having free reign over the class and very homophobic toward him weren't happy about it. So they made a fake grinder profile, catfished him, got him to send nudes, and airdropped them to the whole school. Naturally, he was let go after this. I felt so bad for him, but a quick Instagram search revealed that he's now a successful realtor. That's... Just don't send nude pictures. Seriously, man. Just don't do it. When will people ever learn? Don't do it. Seriously. Uh, During my senior year of high school, some guys in the class created a trading card app that they used to trade nudes they had gotten other girls at school to send them. Some of these guys were 18 at the time, while the girls were underaged. 
The whole school or the whole thing broke on the news. And while the school district and the police got involved, the ringleader's mom had some friends in high places. So nothing ever came of it. Oh, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Uh, The rabbi at my Hebrew school, who had been married for over 30 years and had three kids, had an affair with the school principal. The temple found out that not only were they they sleeping together, but they had been using tuition money to go on secret rendezvous in the tropical locations. As a result, the temple couldn't pay its bills and had to shut down. Both the rabbi and his girlfriend were arrested, and all the kids who were supposed to get bar mitzvahed had to find new temples. That sucks. Selfish assholes. Our student class president hacked the system and gave all the popular kids straight A's. He got caught. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Fucker. Seriously. (laughs) During my junior year of high school, we found out that the vice principal was having an affair with the guidance counselor's wife, and the guidance counselor was having an affair with the principal's wife. They all ended up getting divorced and married the people they were having affairs with. (laughs) Oh, hey, it all worked out in the end, right? And my last one, I went to a small Catholic school and my teachers were predominantly nuns. We had a small sweet shop on the grounds where students could buy treats and we all mourned the fact that we couldn't buy peanut M&Ms, which we were told weren't stocked due to students having peanut allergies. Well, in my final final year of school, our beloved vice principal, an incredibly kind-hearted and elderly nun, passed away suddenly. After her passing, it was revealed that the shop had been buying peanut M&Ms, but she had them all delivered to her office because she loved peanut M&Ms that much. It was literally a bittersweet scandal. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's like, oh no, those go, those go this way, guys. That's mine. (laughs) Gosh, could you imagine how many that probably was? That's that's crazy. Well, she's I... a nun. That's like her only pleasure, probably. Oh, well, yeah. In life. <laughs> <laughs> and those are mine for the week. All right. I'm just finishing my creepy stories. I started from last week. Okay. I was babysitting my four-year-old cousin last week. Everything was normal. I put him to bed, read him a book, and he fell asleep. 20 minutes later, I'm laying on the couch and I hear him whispering from the hallway. I get up and sneak up to hear what he's saying. They're scratching my face. They're scratching my face. He said it in a calm voice and I asked him who, but he didn't answer. I walked him back to bed despite my racing heartbeat. Shit seemed like it was straight out of a movie. Is that it? Yep. Oh my gosh. I wonder who was scratching his face. I don't know. That's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I was visiting a school in New York a few months back. I'm from the West Coast. My mom and I are on the train from Grand Central to Poughkeepsie, and this train had a bathroom on it. When we got on there, it was standing room only, so we and about five other people were standing by the bathroom. This older man, about 45, starts chatting with us. He asks where we're from. We had our bags with us. What brings us to to New York and talks about how this was his daily commute. He was very kind to me and my mother. So we were riding along. A man comes out of the bathroom in quite a huff. And the kind man we'd been talking to excuses himself to go to the bathroom. Remember the train is moving at full speed at this point. 
A couple minutes later, a woman and her small child ask if the bathroom is occupied. So all of us who were standing around the bathroom answer yes. Five minutes pass, then ten minutes, until she becomes skeptical. She pulls open the door, and it's unlocked. The bathroom is empty. What the fuck? There were no windows in this bathroom. There's only one door. We all agreed we hadn't seen him leave, and all of us who had been there when he went in were dumbfounded. Where had this guy gone? I never found out. I never saw him again. I still have no idea what happened. That is crazy. I would not feel safe going in that bathroom. No, that's that's really weird. Where the fuck did he go? Was he real in the first place? Well, he stood there and had a conversation with him, asking him questions. Where the fuck did the dude go? I don't know. That is nuts. Unless people really just weren't paying attention and he he left. I mean. But if it was standing room only, where would he have gone? Seriously. That is creepy. That's really weird. Maybe he just got flushed down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Well, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's not possible either. I don't know. My mom was about eight when this happened, so it was the mid-70s. This happened in a small rural town in Canada, so stranger danger wasn't a big thing there. My mom was leaving school, and an older, dirty-looking man pulled up in a beat-up old sedan and told her that he knew her parents and that they had asked him to pick her up. Side note about my step-grandfather. He was an alcoholic, abusive asshole who hung around a bunch of equally slimy losers. And my mom tried to avoid him and his friends as much as possible. So it didn't seem odd to her that she didn't recognize a friend of her parents. She got in his car and was completely oblivious to the fact that something was wrong as he started driving because he was headed toward her house. In retrospect, though, she said it made sense that he took that route because her house was right near the edge of town on a fairly secluded road, so he was taking a route out of town that avoided the more populated areas. He approached my mom's home, and my grandma happened to be standing out in the front yard gardening. My mom piped up, assuming that he was about to pull up in front of the house and let her out. She hadn't said a word up to that point. She was a quiet kid and said, thank you. The driver, confused, looked over at her and followed her gaze to the woman standing on the lawn in front of them. Since it was a pretty remote road that didn't get much traffic, my grandma glanced up at the approaching car. She saw my mom in the car and met eyes with the driver. Knowing that he'd been seen by my grandmother and could be fairly easily identified, he decided to stop the car and let my mom out and sped off out of town. My mom remembers my grandma collapsing on the lawn in a fit of tears, freaking out, and my mom being completely oblivious to the very real danger she'd just been in. Oh my god. That. Boy, was she lucky. Fuck yeah, she was. Oh my god. And that didn't make sense. If she, if her stepfather or grandfather or whatever it was, was such an asshole, why would she go with one of his friends? Well, I mean, what was she, eight? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> honestly, and especially before the internet and shit, like, it was, you know, we were really dumb. Yeah. Really dumb. And yeah. we just didn't think about bad stuff that happened. Yeah, especially back then. That I mean, back then, you still 
you know, talk to strangers. Absolutely. That doesn't seem odd to me at all, especially for an eight-year-old little girl. Yeah. It's awful. She did get fucking lucky, though. Yes, she did. Very lucky. When I was 12, my friend and I went to a church swim thing, and afterward, I spent the night at her house. To my surprise, her mom wasn't home when we got back. She left a note saying she went grocery shopping with the grandparents. I had never been without adult supervision, and I was on edge. Their apartment building had that door handle where you punch in the right pegs, and each apartment had a patio or a balcony. Okay, just buttons. Oh. You have to push in the buttons to, for the doors to open or something? Oh, okay. Maybe? Her mom had mobility issues, so their apartment was on the ground floor, and their sliding glass door was right next to the main door of the building. So we were sitting there watching Nickelodeon, and this man tries to open the sliding door. It was locked, the block of wood was in the track so it wouldn't budge, and the vertical blinds were halfway shut. After a few seconds, he leaves, then the inside door opens, but gets stuck on the chain. We screamed, and the man said, oh, I'm sorry, wrong house. (laughs) Then he left. Oh my god. My friend relocked the door and said her mom would be home soon. Not five minutes later, the same man puts his hands on the sliding door and looked in at us. He made eye contact with me, smiled, and then started pulling on the handle. No. Let me in. I need to talk to you. We screamed and said we called the police. He then ran away. About ten minutes later, her mom and grandparents came home and we told them we told them about it. They were mad we hadn't actually called the police, but we didn't care because it was over, except it wasn't. Her mom was sitting in her motorized recliner, and she was a large woman, scary as hell when she was mad, too. I used to think she was Ursula, but that's another story. We heard metal clicking, and the door opened. He was standing there, bug-eyed at seeing my friend's big mama. She said, what the fuck you doing? He said, oh, I'm sorry, wrong house, and ran. What the fuck? Her mom called the police this time, and the police said he obviously knew someone in the building, since he knew the pegs to open the inner door. But he also had some lock-picking stuff on him, because the doorknob showed signs of tampering. The police haven't found out who he was either. I'm just glad he didn't get in. Wow, he was persistent. Aren't they always? Yeah, usually. <laughs> Until they come across a big old lady. That's <laughs> what the fuck do you do? Fuck them up. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I had gotten a check, and I distinctly remember putting it on my desk where I always put important papers so I wouldn't lose it. Later that day, when I went to grab it, it was gone. I looked for the check for weeks without any luck. One night after getting home from work, I was just about to get out of the car and I looked down and the check was in my lap. What? How it got from my desk to my car, I still have no idea. What? In their lap? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Does that mean something? What? That makes Why? sense. Why? Yeah. And it's just like, it's just random shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. That is so weird. (laughs) When I was about eight years old, I was playing at the local park with my best friend, who was seven. This was during the time to get yourself home before the streetlights come on. It was getting dark, but not dark enough for us to go home. We lived in a small, well-to-do village in the Lake District where everyone knew each other and everyone was friendly, in the eyes of an eight-year-old. 
<laughs> we were both playing on a swing set when I looked at a nearby house and saw a guy, mid-30s, filming us. No. Just standing on his doorstep with a camera pointing straight at us. Oh, God. Being naive, we just ignored him, but ten minutes later, he was still there, the camera up to his eye and looking at us. We freaked out and ran home to tell our parents. Their response, if it happens again, tell us and we'll call the police. Typing this out doesn't convey the soul-freezing fear I felt at the time, but just thinking back makes me feel cold and paranoid. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. Creepy motherfuckers. Seriously. Just fucking stop it. And why, like... Not that I'm condoning what he was doing, but why would you be so obvious about it? You know, like, what is wrong with these people? They, I don't know. There's something wrong in their brain. I don't. It has to be that. I don't it, know. It has to be. When I was younger, like 10 or 12, I had an obsession with checking dark corners just to make sure nothing is there. One night I went to get a glass of water from the kitchen. For some reason, the sliding door to the kitchen is closed. Not an uncommon thing in my house. As I'm getting water, I look to the corner. It looks particularly dark, but I'm trying to break this habit of checking dark corners. So instead of turning on the lights to check, I instead wander back to bed in my half-sleep state and close the kitchen door on my way out. So that must have been a typo. For some reason, the sliding door to the kitchen is closed. I wonder if they meant open. I don't know. Because then it says, says they wander back to bed in half sleep, half sleep state, and close the kitchen door. Oh, so it must have been open. Yeah, they probably meant open. So they closed the kitchen door on the way out. That night, my house was robbed. He got in from the kitchen patio door. Wow, maybe you should continue to check the corner. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with checking. No. <laughs> A man I never knew existed lived in my apartment for months. I never even met him. I didn't know his name or face. I was blissfully unaware of his very existence. I will never know why or when it started. I'm glad for that, I guess. I moved into my very small apartment in February last year. My landlord, Olivia, was a sweet older woman who would cook too much and bring me much appreciated leftovers. She was great to me, even after telling me, even after telling her my problem. I'm antisocial, but she didn't mind renting to a reclusive young girl who reminded her of her daughter. Every few weeks, she would knock on my door, then leave, letting me know she was leaving something for me. I loved that. Not even my family would cook so well. The next morning, I wash and leave her empty containers outside my door, and by an hour or so, she would take them back again. My other neighbors seemed fine, but I never talked or visited with them. I worked from home, so any time I ever was forced to go out... I rushed out and into my apartment, avoiding an uncomfortable situation. <laughs> yeah, I don't sound like that at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I loved living alone. It was everything I hoped for. I could just breathe. By April, by April though, I started noticing things were not right. They were moving or plain disappearing. I was convinced it was just anxiety caused by my new medication and the move. Another side effect was it would make me so drowsy. Since I hated seeing the doctor, I just dealt. I took naps during the day now and eventually stopped caring until one incident doubled my paranoia. Olivia brought me some sort of Greek tossed salad and dressing for lunch one day and I enjoyed it with my friend Netflix. 
<laughs> I fell asleep in the middle of Portlandia and woke up that evening at 5 p.m. Per usual, what was not per usual, per usual, what was not usual was my bedding on the opposite side of me was disturbed. I only sleep on the right side always. Even more, it felt warm. No. My first thought was I must have rolled around a lot, but I knew it was too odd to dismiss. I got up and searched my apartment, gripping my phone with 911 typed in. Nothing else was disturbed. Everything was exactly like it should be. I let it go. For the next few weeks, everything was normal. Pardon the occasional misplaced shoe or drawn back shower curtain. I thought about telling someone, my parents, maybe Olivia, but if it's not life or death, I am not reaching out to anyone. I wasn't scared. I was nervous, maybe a little stubborn, but I stayed. I'm not letting some stupid anxiety ruin my lovely, lonely world. May came, and it was getting worse. My panties, toothbrush, hell, even my food was being misplaced. What the fuck? Every time I woke up, there was the strange odor in the air. I finally realized this won't go away by ignoring it. I called my mom and begged to come stay a few days. When I got home, I told them everything. Saying it out loud solidified any creepy suspicions. That weekend, my dad went to my apartment, and what was found was true horror. Written all over the walls, Come back, baby, please. No. (laughs) Just got chills. Oh. Oh, my God. He ran out and called the police. There was no one living in my apartment, but someone definitely had access besides me. The investigation revealed a man, Henry, the son of my landlord, Olivia, was in a projected relationship with me. Oh, my God. They showed me his con- his confession on tape. He admitted coming into my apartment every night and every day with his mother's extra key. He claims we were in love and he had my permission. He drugged his mother's food she left out for me, causing me drowsiness oh and falling asleep so he could come in and watch me sleep, touch my hair, kiss my shoulder. The I leftovers I had in the fridge were tested and confirmed. I was absolutely horrified and disgusted. A man I never knew existed collected my drain hair, clothes, and trash, and practically lived in my apartment for four months. Fuck that. I have got so many chills. That is horrifying. Oh, my God. That, oh, I couldn't, oh, my God. That poor person, they already have a a problem. Yeah. And now, they probably can't even live on their own anymore. Yeah, that is, that was like her solitude, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. People suck. Motherfucker. Anyway, that was all I had. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I have some scary things that people have seen while driving. First one, my brother and I were driving down a super remote road late at night many years ago. Wildlife was common, so we drove slower than posted. An accident could be fatal on this road. Anyway, it was particularly dark that night, so we had the high beams on and were really concentrating on the journey. We saw it at the same time. It was impossible to miss. My brother hit the brakes and we skidded to a stop in front of the biggest fucking cow on earth. (laughs) We could have driven under it with room to spare. No. It was massive. It stared at us without seeing... seeing, What? What is wrong with me? (laughs) Okay. It was massive and it stared at us without seeming to see us. The vibe was so creepy. Other cows were around, but they were regular sized. This guy was the king of all bovine. It doesn't seem all that weird when telling the story, but something was just off with this creature. 
it didn't seem quite natural. If you could fucking drive under it, then no, it was not natural. That is crazy. Is that some kind of glitch in the Matrix where... Maybe. Whoever is doing the programming... (laughs) <laughs> thought they were going to be funny and hit let's the, see what happens hit if the we, increase size button oh too my many god times. <laughs> i don't know what i would do yeah that's scary next one when i was driving when i was 19 driving home from my then boyfriend's house and stopped at a red light on the very edge of town like city lights behind me but cornfields and shelter belts in ahead of me what's a shelter belt i have no idea hmm because it's like two in the morning i'm the only one sitting at the red light i saw something moving in my peripherals and began and because of my location i thought it was going to be a deer i turned my head and locked eyes with a man maybe in his 50s creeping toward my car oh fuck no when he saw that i saw him he froze and it was then that i noticed he had a tire iron i ran the red light and sped out of there is that it yeah uh-uh. That is scary. What the fuck was he getting ready to do? Mm. I don't, hey. I'll run over a motherfucker. I don't care. Well, it looked like he was like creeping towards her car from the side and was going to probably hit the window or something. Well, I then assume. you just drive forward and then you yeah. turn your wheel and drive backwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my mom told me the story. She was in the car with my sister who was driving and they were on their way back from an event. The streetlights on this particular stretch of road weren't working very well and it was difficult to see my sister is chatting away and my mom is watching the road when all of a sudden she sees in front of the car a bike rack complete with bikes on it that looked as if it had just dropped off the back of someone's car and they didn't notice she screams bikes at the top of her lungs my sister swerves overcorrects, spins and then comes to a stop on the other side of the road facing the opposite direction miraculously avoiding all the cars that were going by a few cars stopped to make sure they're okay my sister looks at my mom and asks her how she even saw the bikes because she didn't see them until they were almost about to hit them my mom said that she saw them and it looked like they were illuminated by a gentle blue light but they looked back and those bikes were just sitting in the darkness creepy hmm that's interesting yeah I was driving to work, chatting on the phone with my wife to pass the time. It's a six to eight hour drive out to the base from our home, and ahead of me was somebody riding a motorcycle. The road we were on was generally straight. We're in the Mojave Desert, but it had unpredictable curves because of the road loosely following a broad lake bed. The person ahead of me was going between 70 and 90 miles per hour and seemed generally familiar with the road. Then they just sailed straight over the edge of a 45 mile an hour curve going about 80. I made a reactive, disgusted sound and hung up with my wife. I immediately pulled over, called 911 and put them in my pocket. I got my trauma kit and put on my gloves. I was talking to the dispatcher and explaining what had happened when I step over the bank to see, to my surprise, not a crumpled body in the sage, but a young guy, mid-twenties, picking himself up off the ground about 70 feet ahead of me and 15 feet below. He'd been launched from the motorcycle, which was in terrible shape about 30 feet from him. I told him to stay still and went through a quick evaluation. He was basically fine, but super rattled, ended up having a broken collarbone and a mild concussion. Anyway, it's not a ghost story, but I was absolutely certain I had just seen a person die, 
and was completely shocked to find him in fine form, if just a little shaken up. God, could you imagine seeing that? No! That is horrifying. Yeah. I mean, that that's one thing that you're just like... Yeah, you would be in total shock. Yeah, like, I did not just like, see that. what the fuck? I want to know why he did it. What Did he, like... I don't know. Did he space out and didn't know the curve was coming? Maybe. Or? It just said he was going like 80 miles an hour and just drove off the fucking side. Fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Next one. A friend and I were driving down some gravel roads one night, aimlessly driving, trying to get lost and find our way back home out of boredom. We were driving down a long stretch and it's pitch black out. No houses or lights nearby, just the gravel and fields around us. Suddenly, I see a large black mass running next to the car and keeping up with us. I scream and point. My friend screams and slams on the brakes. We're both in sheer panic mode as this thing stops and turns around to run back to the car. I thought this was the end. Some paranormal creature was about to kill us, and it was a big black wild dog. The relief and laughter that followed felt so good after being so fucking scared. The dog was huge, to be fair, but it keeping up with the car while we drove is what had me thinking it wasn't some normal animal we usually see out here. How did it keep up with the car? I don't know. That's crazy. I guess it would depend on how fast they were going. Yeah. Still, I mean, even 20 miles an hour, that's pretty fast. Yeah. That would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, next one, getting a feeling that I needed to turn my brights on in a dark spot in the middle of town, and there ended up being four deer just chilling in the road that I wouldn't have seen until I was much closer. Oh, damn deer. Yeah. At least they didn't stand up and run away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh my God. (laughs) You don't need no not deer in this story. Exactly. Uh, My mom tells the story about when she was young and her mom was driving home from shopping. The car they were in broke down and the car behind them, a guy gets out and offers to help, help and fix it there at the side of the road. Thing is, after they were done fixing the car, I think she said they ran out of oil or something, the guy and his car just disappeared. Gone. Didn't see him get in the car and leave. Just one moment he was there with his car and the next they were gone. While the story isn't particularly scary, my grandmother was petrified, and they drove quickly home. That's weird. That is weird. Next one, a bit of background. I'm a truck driver, specifically doing shuttle runs for a factory in my city. I run loaded trailers from the factory downtown to a warehouse 20 miles away, where I drop my loaded trailer, exchange it for an empty, and take it straight back to the factory. I run this route seven to eight times a night. I'm told it's a diamond in the rough as far as trucking jobs go. Anyway, my route has me cross this rather precarious highway bridge on the return trip. The bridge is only two lanes wide with no shoulder. The speed limit on the highway is 70 miles an hour, but this bridge has a steep drop and a sharp curve down to surface level, so recommended speed to take is 45. A few minutes ago, around 2 a.m. on a Wednesday, I was on the process. I was in the process of rounding this curve when a car was blocking the bridge, and I nearly plowed right into them. The car didn't lose control or smash into anything. There weren't any tire tracks on the pavement, and the car didn't have any damage. Said car was a brand new Mercedes SUV with dealer tags, so it probably wasn't broken down, and nobody was in the car. 
Whoever was driving must have decided to come to a complete stop in the middle of a practically blind corner, get out of their car, and walk away. The car couldn't have been long couldn't have been there longer than 20 minutes or so. It wasn't there when I drove past that bridge in the other direction. I didn't see anyone walking along the highway either. I have no idea what was going on with the car. When I unclenched my seat out of my asshole a minute later, <laughs> I called the cops to get the car to get that car and I never heard anything about it afterwards. Hmm. That's, That's weird. weird. Who just abandons a car? Especially in like a small corner like that. That is fucking weird. Unless it was someone, did they say it said it had dealer plates on it? It did, yeah. I wonder if they took the car, decided to go for a joyride. And like got scared? And got, they were like done and they just left it there. Maybe. That's a bad place to leave it though. Yeah, it's awful. While I was driving across Louisiana on I-10, I saw a flying car. There's a bridge that's about 40 miles long on that road. There were no other cars in sight. And far ahead of me on that bridge, there was a car about eight feet above the road. It was kind of bobbing as it flew. It was a very dark night. All I could see was its taillights. I tried to convince myself it was just a trick of perception. It just looked like it was higher than the road. It was freaky and scary. I was slowly gaining on it, so I slowed down. I eventually speeded up, telling myself I was being stupid. Couldn't really be a flying car. Not a ghost or anything. As I slowly creeped up, it was definitely about eight feet above the road. As I got closer, I finally saw it was being hauled on a flatbed truck like a wrecker. (laughs) The truck had no taillights, so I guess the trucker turned on the car's (laughs) taillights. It gets spooky at night down in those swamps. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Well, that was a typo, too. It said it was bring hauled instead of being. Yeah. So I got confused. Yeah. That's funny, though. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Once I saw something late at night in the headlights on a dark country road, which was sandy colored and about the size of a small cat with about 20 feet of tail following it, running really really quickly. Some 30 years pass and I found out on Reddit what it was. Someone posted a video of a pale rat with lots of smaller rats all holding on to each other's tails and running like that. Uh, That's creepy. I was going to say 20 feet. (laughs) What the hell? That's gross. Yeah. (laughs) I used to date this girl who lived in a house in the middle of the woods and her driveway was about a mile long single car road. I was driving up it around midnight to go home and my driver's side window exploded and showered me with glass. Turns out a deer had rammed into the driver's side of my car, completely destroyed that side, and I had to get out of the passenger side. I never even saw the deer. I assume it ran away, but there was a perfect hoof print in one of my doors. That's scary. Yeah, that is. When I was 16, I had a junky convertible 1989 Capri. I loved that car. One night I was driving the back roads home out in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. Top down, enjoying the night air. I drove under some low-hanging trees and heard a weird slap noise from the back seat. I turned around to see a huge black snake frantically <laughs> slithering towards the safety of the other seat. I nearly wrecked. I hate snakes, and even though this rat snake was 100% harmless, I was panicked. 
pulled over screaming and called my dad to de-snake my car. I never rode with the top down in the country again. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Sounds like me. It's something you'd never think about happening. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, my uncle was driving home from a night shift very early in the morning. It was still dark out. His driver's window shattered, except he was being shot at. Some guy he fired waited on him on the side of the highway to shoot him on his way home. Oh, shit. Wow. Next one, if you see a deer on the road that isn't quite right in some way or another, it's probably chronic wasting disease. It's a form of transmissible spongiform something I can't pronounce, that often presents in ways like the deer is rotting while still alive. This can mean a lot of things, like deer with weird postures, pieces of them falling off, etc. So in the dark at night, it can really look freaky, like a monster that is trying to look like a deer, but didn't quite get it down. I've had, I've heard several I saw a monster on the side of the mountain road one night stories that were almost certainly a deer with progressed chronic wasting disease. It's very sad and also quite fascinating if it wouldn't gross you out to read about it. Never heard of that. I could see that being a thing, but what is with the deer that stand up and run away? That's what I want to find out. Uh, This didn't happen at night, closer to the evening, but I'm still not quite sure how to justify what happened. I live on a back road in the country, so when I need to head to town, I almost always end up having to pass by an Amish carriage. It's a common occurrence, and they're usually, they're usually friendly and pull as much to the side as they can to let cars pass by them, but this one was going unbelievably slow. So I came up behind them, checked to make sure it was clear, passed by, and I very vividly remember looking at them as I passed in my rearview mirror, looking ahead to the road, and then looking back in my rearview mirror to see that nothing was there. No horse, no carriage, no roads to turn on, no hills to cut off my sight. One second they were there, the next they just weren't. I'm not sure if I was going insane or if this belongs in a spooky subreddit, but I'm still a little creeped out every time I drive by that spot. Yeah, that's creepy. That's creepy. About 25 years ago, my sister and I were driving late at night and it was deserted. We could both see something flapping on the road ahead. I asked her what it was, and my sister said she didn't know, but it looked like a black garbage bag. I agreed, and really looked like a bag laying there on the road, being whipped lightly by the wind. As we approached it, it completely changed shape. It went from being quite flat and small to morphing into a fully grown man on a bike. What? He was just standing there in the middle of the road on his bike. We pulled alongside and asked if he was okay. He nodded, but didn't speak. We drove off. We still talk about it because it's the strangest, creepiest thing we had ever both seen and can't explain. Why would you stop and talk to it? I don't know. That is creepy. What? That's weird. Yeah. Next one. Four years ago, I'm driving across Colorado, New Mexico border at around 4 a.m. And I'm looking for a place to stop for fuel. I happen along the smallest and saddest little farm town with only one tiny gas station. I hadn't seen another car for hours. It's freezing cold, and I felt like this town was abandoned. It was that quiet. Honestly, it was kind of cool, except for the cold. I'm pumping away, feeling like I'm completely alone, until I notice another car in the shadows near the back of the building. Flashing black low rider with completely tinted windows and 
four right out of a Mexican gangster movie looking guys leaning against it. I remember laughing because one, they startled the hell out of me, and two, they were wearing the black shorts and wife beater tank tops and knee high socks. Uh, remember, it's freezing cold. It was in the middle of the nowhere, and they looked so casual. Without a word, all four of them got out of the car, or got off the car, and walked straight toward me until I could see full sleeves and face tattoos under the pump lights. I dropped the gas pump, fired up the motor, and did the greatest zero to a hundred that old girl has ever seen. Not twenty seconds after burning out onto the highway, I see headlights swerve out and follow me. Oh, little little did they know. My beat-up-looking old Dodge truck had a Hemi motor and a couple of upgrades. They never had a chance, and after a few miles, their headlights disappeared in my rearview mirror. I didn't think much of it and even laughed about how bad I outran them until a cop buddy told me about Mexican cartels running drugs through there to avoid the interstate. I wasn't laughing anymore. No. That is scary. Yes, it is. And this is my last one. I was working a night shift and rode a moped to work. The headlight was fairly dim, but on the way home, I saw what I can only describe as what looked like black pants floating slowly just overhead, but making a walking motion as they passed. (laughs) What? (laughs) I got a good look and still can't make heads or tails of what what it actually was. I was sure as fuck wasn't going back to double check. Someone said it could have been a Fresno Nightcrawler. Ooh. That's a cryptid that supposedly just looks like a pair of walking pants. I've not seen it described as floating before, but it's not like there's much in the way of eyewitness accounts out there. Those still freak me out. Those are so Because nobody scary. has been able to disprove yeah, what that is. And in fact, they keep finding evidence like... They keep catching more things about mm-hmm. them. It's so creepy. That's our mind for the week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! I did funny tweets. Okay. I'm giving dirty looks to this dad at the cafe whose kid is being obnoxious, but he's not doing anything about it, so I guess I'm going to have to deal with it because he's my kid, too, or whatever. <laughs> Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) My son just informed me that it's illegal for nine-year-olds to eat broccoli. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. (laughs) Before becoming a parent, I never knew that the way you cut a peanut butter sandwich could be embarrassing to your child. What? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I think everything can be embarrassing to a child at that point. Now that my kid is in high school, I'm trying to be his silent sideline support system, but last night he told me his English teacher is making him put two spaces after a period, and how am I supposed to not intervene? (laughs) What? That's what you're supposed to do. Mm. I don't know. Ordered new coats for my kids, and for convenience, I had them shipped directly to their school's lost and found section. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Kids are such tiny little CEOs. I just bought my five-year-old the wrong kind of string cheese, and she was like, what is this trash? (laughs) Preschool wants us to print out photos and make a collage of all our family members, which is actually an impossible task, because printing out photos is impossible, but I went to CVS, 
jackpot with the photo machine and did it, got home, the three-year-old was like, you forgot a photo of the snail. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) My toddler calls my siblings Uncle Toe and Aunt Cake, and I hope he calls them that until the end of time. Fuck yeah. That's great. (laughs) Uncle Toe and Cake. (laughs) My kid isn't watching a cartoon about cartoon dogs who are EMTs unless it is made clear to viewers which of the dogs have dicks. Nope. Paw Patrol put these wheels in motion 18 months ago when these issues weren't apparent flashpoint. Now it's too late to turn the train around without getting into a target situation. Did any of that make sense Not to really, you? Not really, no. I don't get it. I don't either. Our kids are too old for Paw Patrol, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Or Did they draw dicks on the cartoon dogs? I don't know. What the fuck? I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. My teen said I'm annoying, but not the most annoying person she's ever met, and that sounds like a challenge to me. <laughs> you can do it, Mom. <laughs> And to my kids, I leave an endless supply of screenshotted recipes that I never made, but also refuse to delete. With these images, I also bequeath a drawer full of condiments and sporks for all the takeout we had instead. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) My gas mower died, so I replaced it with an electric one. It doesn't smoke or smell and is really quiet. And now, I don't know how I'm supposed to alert the rival dads when I'm beating them (laughs) to cutting the grass. (laughs) That's funny. I understand people who don't have kids. What do they do in their spare time? Relax? What? Enjoy peace and quiet? Finish a complete thought? (laughs) All those things. Did I say that right? It sounded right. I don't understand people. Is that what I said? I think so. Okay. Last night, eight-year-old told me while crying that his excuse for why he can't go to bed was because he forgot how to go to sleep. Oh, my. I was watching TikTok. This was a while back. This guy was like, I don't understand. He's like, sleep is so weird. He's like, so we go to bed and we pretend we're sleeping until we actually fall asleep. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that's true. (laughs) We go in there, we pretend we're sleeping until we actually go to sleep. And then we sleep. It's weird, right? It is weird. Except, like, last night, or it was the night before, I don't remember, but I was watching Halloween Wars. Oh, yeah. And I was almost done with the episode, and I wanted to finish watching it, but I kept falling asleep. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I was like, dang it. (laughs) Luckily, I just, you know, turned it back on the next day and finished watching it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice you can do this. I know. Remember when we couldn't do that? Yeah, you you had to stay up or you missed it. Yeah. 5 a.m. in a harsh whisper. Daddy, don't worry. You can sleep. I'm making my mom breakfast. How do you turn on the stove? Me. I'm up. (laughs) How do you light these things on fire, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) My six-year-old said he doesn't want a birthday party next year. He just wants his friends to come to our house, drop off some presents, and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) I think he's completed his metamorphosis into an introvert. (laughs) We yeah, all just, want that. Just leave the presents. It doesn't even have to be my birthday. You just yeah. leave presents whenever you want. Yeah, but just l- drop them off and yeah, leave. I don't want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sex ed for teens should include loading loading kids, stroller, and groceries slash sports equipment into the car while it's pouring rain. Absolutely. Yep. And my last one. My five-year-old got some Pokemon cards and neither of us knows how to play, so we're just taking turns putting cards down until we run out and I declare him the winner. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate, review, and subscribe where you listen. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.